0: here's the thing you know if you're broke just say that don't be mad at me for charging people for my time materials and efforts god
1: and if he loves you he's going to understand it but if you playing with a nigga who already got options coochie game's not gonna work Mm-mm. what will work with a guy who has so many options nothing
0: Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch.
1: going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here with another youtube live stream welcome to the wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on a free free, i can't talk this morning here on a free agent lifestyle channel uh today we're a little bit earlier if you're not watching the playback and you're watching this live on youtube we're a little bit early all right i gotta rearrange my schedule this morning but we are in here all right with this message, and we're back on the Blue Chip Mindset series, which can be seen here in its totality. If you check out the description box, there is a, a link in there that has all of the Blue Chip Mindset episodes from one to, we're on number 18, okay? So shout out to everybody. If you're interested in this, this is when we take a break from talking about relationships, dynamics all of these things and we focus on what matters all right this is and this is an extension of the free agent lifestyle so this is what we're doing today we're talking about the blue chip mindset and we're going to talk about the american dream all right so good morning to everybody and uh we're going to talk about the american dream it is a popular subject matter now now that people were uh had some time during c19 the pandemic to really reevaluate what their purpose is in life, okay? Not only that, we have World War III potentially on the horizon. Let me play this. Okay, we have a lot of things going on. People have a, a shift in the economy going on. We have potentially something on the horizon with inflation. People are seeing rising gas prices, and there's a bunch of other things that are giving people a little bit of time to think what are they really here to do and what purpose are they really here to serve? So we're going to dive deep into this one. We're going to dive deep into this one. Um, uh, this is one of those where you can make a choice and I've given you a choice. Is it time to give up on the American dream because it's a popular subject matter? So I'm kind of piggybacking on this. Or are you setting yourself up for a nightmare? Now, before we get 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 started, uh, someone asked in the chat, and this is why I love it, you know, um, Sometimes I have to repeat myself for the people that are here um, all the time, and uh, sometimes I have to repeat myself. Uh, People don't know what a blue chipper is, all right? And so um, it's not a concept that I created. It's something that I borrowed from the American lexicon. And in American lexicon, the blue chip uh, normally represented the chip that had the highest value, uh, namely in gambling, So if you played any table games in the past, in the past, now, not now, you go to Vegas now, the chips have uh, different color values now. Uh, But in the past, the bluer chip had the highest value and such, this would be the highest value person in society. Could be based on economics or could be based on how you position yourself. So a lot of things get characterized as blue chips, namely in sports, in college recruiting, The top recruits, are named blue chip recruits as you can see right here who is what is the blue chip recruits in college football um there was a movie called blue chips featuring shaquille o'neal and anthony hardaway and nick nolte in which it was talking about recruiting the best basketball players to the country there's also people who talk about blue chip universities blue chip universities are your ivy league and all ivy league universities that many people are competing very hard to get into in order to uh, establish themselves at higher salaries once they get out of college, uh, blue chips also associates with recruits that come into these companies. A lot of companies will say we're looking for blue chip talent—people that come from good backgrounds, that come from good universities, that come from uh, that that can command high salaries and do the jobs that we need to need them to do. So, blue chip is already in our lexicon, and uh, we are borrowed it here talking about the blue chip mentality. All right. So let's just talk about this. Blue chip ain't also cool, is also blue. Is a uh, wait, also ain't cool, ranch Doritos. So this is what we're talking about here. It's sort of like elite. Anything in our country related to elitism, they would name it blue, blue bloods that that type of thing. And unfortunately, a lot of people are born into the blue chip mentality and mindset. And um, a lot of people are not. A lot of people do things that are opposite of blue chip. And then they want blue chip results, all right? And so I'll give you an indication of that. And I wish I would play the video for the people who are new to this, all right? But maybe the people who are old to this, they're like, we don't want to see the video. But the video of the kids that are starting, the college kids that start off at uh, in a race on on, you know, on a football field. And then before they start the race, the person organizing the race says, hey, take, take a lead if you were raised in a two-parent household. Take a lead. If you went to a private school, take a lead if you were afforded tutoring, take a lead if someone paid for your college. So they gave leads to people whose families established a routine of discipline in raising their kids. And then as a result, these kids got a lead in society. Now, there's people who do opposite of the blue chip. What they will do is they will do opposite. They will raise their kids in a broken home or they will procreate outside of a marriage. And then the kid will go to a public school, which is not always bad or not always good. But other people are getting significant advantage. They won't invest in their kids' public school education. OK, they won't invest in tutors. They'll invest in AAU basketball before they invest in tutors. All right, they'll give their kid every disadvantage. And then all of a sudden, after one, two, three generations go by, then they say, well, these people have privilege. They have white privilege that whatever it is, which could be a tape, a ta- but but it all traces back to blue chip mentality all right you did it every you did everything wrong these people did everything right but they got privilege so these are some of the things that i'm trying to make people recognize that you chose the wrong path and wanted the same result as the people who did the right path and then they got to advance they got to advance in society and you want to point to a whole bunch of other reasons why they have an advance all right Your father left to go get milk and cigarettes and he bought rims for his truck and he did nothing for you. And then all of a sudden you're saying other people have privilege. You see what I mean? So we're trying to give everybody an understanding of what goes on in this country. You can either play by the game or not. You can do what your boy angry man says. You can sit on the monopoly board and not move and roll the dice, or you can actually be an active participant. And so a lot of people a lot of people are literally going to play Monopoly or, or or on the Monopoly board and not roll the dice. And I want to give, I, I don't know where he got that analogy, but it's a wonderful analogy. So a lot of people, I'm going to show the popularity of this idea of giving up the American dream. We're going to talk about what that means because it means different things for different people. But there are people that are on the land and they're going to say, well, I'm no longer going to play. <laughs> right. This is crazy. So anyway. Um, anyway, anyway, anyway where are we at? Let's do some super chats. All right. Shout out to my man, Dante, the Dante, the last boy, he says, dropping by to say what's up to the coach gang. And Grant Cardone posted a great video on his channel explaining why you should be focusing on what you should be focusing on with your money. And I thought it was very clear. Long live the coach. Hey, man, I, I you know, Grant Cardone's one of those guys that um, I like him. I like a lot of the things that he says. Uh, sometimes he gives me vibes of um, um, somebody that 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 is stealing your money. <laughs> but at the same time, I can appreciate Grant Cardone. He says a lot. Of, you know, he's rough. He's rugged. He's abrasive. I tend to like people like that. So, um, you know, he goes against the grain more, for more or less. And he's worked for his position. But. He might, so I say he's a fake. Yeah, I mean, there's something about him that I think in the, in the future we could be revealed about him. Um, potentially, I'm not sure. I'm not really, really sure. All right, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, I like, I like Grant Cardone. Um, I'm not going to vouch for him 100%, though. <laughs> you know, he's one of those guys. Jeremy Binion says, Coach, how do you think gas prices will affect the 304 markets? For the summer blue chip mindset, appreciate you. Um, yeah, the 304 and is going on. Um, boy, I was gonna show a video of these these 304s, 304. And let me see if I can pull it, pull it up as I'm talking to you. Um, but how will the gas prices affect them? Well, a lot of a lot of w- young women are gonna apply their plight of, of of struggling with gas prices. Um, they're gonna blame it on you, they're gonna put it on you, the consumer. All right, and they're gonna make you go out there and uh uh, pay for this uh discrepancy right so the prices the prices are going to go up but they're going to make you pay for it let me show you let me show you something going on here it's an absolute american tragedy what's going on here uh this has been going on forever they don't call it the oldest profession for nothing but shout out to uh street underdog for this clip these clips pop up in my recommended file and, um, because I watch one so they will make you watch a whole bunch of them, but uh look at what's going on in our country um people don't know that this is happening. I've been talking about these things happening, collapse happening um quite a bit, and I've yet to pull up on a corner like this, but these corners look hot, bruh, and a lot of these young women are having to do what they have to do, all right uh this is the economy we live in. Uh, and this is why people are giving up on the American dream. And these are a lot of girls. These are girls that you guys are running game on and you're liking their Instagram picture and all these things. And look at these girls. They out here working. They out here on that stroll. We look like roaches out here. All right. She thicker in a snicker. She foldable over here. Um, but this is happening and it's forcing people to do this. And America's turning a blind eye to this. People are ignoring it. Look at this man right here. Look at this brother right here. He like, uh-huh. All right. I know women that look like this, man. All right. They're, they're, and you don't know they're out here doing this, but they're doing it, man. They're doing it. All right. And these ain't, you know, there could be some drug addicted girls, but these don't look like two drug addicted girls. But these girls trying to find a way. They are trying to find a way out here, man. And it's, um, you know, you young men don't have this option. You guys got to go. Look, look, junior college girl right here. All right. She got tattoos on her. Her back of her arm. I don't know how you do that. But these girls lost their way. All right. And you guys gotta realize they lost their way. I mean, come on. I mean, she don't look, she looked like the girl next door. All right. She looked like the girl next door. And so you guys don't realize that this is going on. Um, these people are in your society, um, uh functioning as normal people, but when they're on their uh on their off time, they out here on the stroll. Look at this girl. I mean, she looked like she could be doing some she, she looked like she could be um in your class at college she could look like she could be in your class in college man I'm telling you bros um' it is, people are trying to make a really big way out here okay so uh how's it affecting us it's going to affect everybody because little by little little by little it's going to uh force people into making these type of decisions it's it's a it's an amazing thing shout out to warhammer You retracted your message, but I understand. Simon Small, shout out to the blue blue chip gang in Great Britain. All right. Jay Flo says for a half a gallon of 91, appreciate you, coach. And shout out to the coach gang. And them gas prices are rising. And uh, one thing that I think is going to happen here, and Avery Vance is here, one thing that I think is going to happen is uh, these prices are going to go up. But like anything, once you get accustomed to the prices going up, if they come down a little bit, they're going to set the new normal. All right. I don't imagine because when we started this, the average gas price in California would be four dollars everywhere else. You know, high twos and mid threes. Right. Uh, but now it's going to escalate to where the prices in California are going to be eight and nine dollars. And then once this thing starts to correct itself, it's not going to go back to three. It's not going to go back to three fifty or four. It's going to go somewhere to five. All right. It's going to settle somewhere in which you're going to say, oh, God, thank God it's back. It's down. The gas prices are going down, but it's going to set a new, it's going to set a new, uh, it's still going to be higher than it was. Sad times. Avery Van says, my goal is $50 per day by summer, or it's living under a bridge for me, holding the line six months now, living off emergency funds, not taking the poke. All right. Not taking the poke. All right. Shout out to Avery Vans. Hey, you, bu- you putting money back in, I'm giving you money. I don't, man, bingo coach. You are absolutely correct. Privilege is simply a family discipline in itself and investing in their children and grandchildren. A hundred percent. I'm hearing some, you know, and everybody has their opinion. I'm not against it, but I can comment against it. A lot of people don't want to spoil their children. A lot of people don't want to give their kids opportunity It's going to spoil them. I want to make my kid work as hard as I had to work to get where I am. A lot of people have that mentality, which is not incorrect. I understand what you're trying to avoid. I understand. And we did. We actually broke this down. Is generational wealth wealth real um, um, and what it actually means? Uh, people think that uh, it means leaving all their money to kids, which is not necessarily true. Generational wealth. Uh, Warren Buffett has that great quote basically saying, I'm going to leave my kids enough to become something or do things, but not enough so that they don't have to do anything. So I think a lot of people will think, well, I'm going to make my kids struggle like me because I struggle. I don't think that's the correct thing to do. I understand what you're not trying to do, but in a greater sense, you're setting up, you're setting them up for a nightmare when there's a competition here because there's a competition gonna go on when you die, and these kids are gonna be left here and they have to restart for some reason because you wanted them to struggle because you struggled um and when you could have gave them a slight advantage I don't know man i I don't know one hundred percent I can't one hundred percent agree with that I can't agree with that because struggling is tough out here you so if you had a daughter. If you had a daughter, you would want to be out on that host roll. All right. Where is it at right here? Okay, I can't find it. You had a daughter, and you could get her off the host row. you gonna let her hold, you know? I'm not sure. All right, so let me see here. Uh, last two, Jeremy Binion is starting. I'm starting to see a lot more 304s on our internet wearing fewer clothes since this war started and the gas prices went up. Plus, a lot of females are starting to tell me a lot of their problems for some reason. And as I said, uh, collapses are quiet. People think there's going to be a mad rush of people living on the street, and it doesn't work that way. Government doesn't want to do that. Now, it could, if there's a total collapse, that would happen. But when things get tough, people start leaning on other people before they go out on the street. But you can admit, a lot of people are in dire straits right now and they're having to find their way they may be facing eviction right and you might not know it dk bradley lol coach that's aurora in north seattle downtown uh between university of washington and north seattle junior college here i come and a lot of those girls probably are are north seattle junior college students synopsis jones shout out to the coach gang and blue chippers should i invest in silver all right, and so um um we're not going to talk about the, the I mean you can if you want I have some it's only so much that you need all right you don't need a whole bunch of it but I would have some it's cheap um the the value is going to go up there's probably going to always be a need for it nickels increasing in value so there's a lot of things that you can talk about there but let's bump into this all right uh the American Dream let's talk about the American Dream Dusty Roads all right. What is the American dream? We're going to come, kind of go over that a little bit. It's a belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they are born into, can attain their own version of success in society in which upward mobility is possible for anyone. The American dream is believed to be achieved through sacrifice, risks, taking hard work, rather than by chance, which a lot of people will say, hey, I'm going to work hard, work hard, dig out of this, save, invest, start a business, and then I'll have the American dream. And some people think a house And a white picket fence is the American dream. It is the status symbol symbol of success or achievement. Hey, if you're able to get this, all right, through achievement and hard work, discipline, saving, all right, down payment, all right, investing and plunking down 15, 20, 30 years of mortgage payments, you have attained a level of success that most people have not. Thus, what they did was at one particular point allowed people who did not save money who did not discipline themselves, who did not qualify uh, for mortgages, they allowed them to get mortgages to try to achieve the American dream. And thus they overspent. And then they they created these loan programs in which, uh, you know, strategically the houses would return back to the banks and they basically collapsed the market. All right. And so people wanted to achieve the American dream so bad that they would take out loans and mortgages that they could not afford. And so then people went through that once or twice, and they realized it ain't for them. And the banks got rewarded for it, all right, more or less. Um, American dream also would include a family, all right, where you get a marriage, a wife, a kid, a husband, or whatnot. Um, This could be a symbol of American dream, too, for the most part, or insert your country here. Now, we know less people are getting married. Today, less people are getting married. You want to deny it all you want. Less people are getting married. And if you do get married, you're waiting until you're like 29, 30, 31, 32, 33. Not 20, not 21, not 22. A lot of people are trying to work on their before they actually get themselves invested into a partner. Thus, people feel funny, uh, especially women who turn 26, 27, and they don't see a wedding in sight. And a lot of people will turn 30, 31 on the women's side and say, I thought I would be married and have kids by now. Well, that's not happening. So they're becoming discontent. All right. A lot of men are also in this boat and they're like, damn, these girls are hard to find to get married because you're trying to build yourself. But since women are in an economic position of struggle, they don't feel like they can offer themselves to you because you're struggling too. And they're like, I ain't going to be your ride or die. All right. I ain't going to be your ride or die. I ain't going to struggle with you. All right. So uh, you have this whole thing of going on here where the marital rates are plummeting. Not only are the marital rates plummeting, the childbirth rates are plummeting. (laughs) Uh, A lot of the childbirth rates are plummeting. So you're having less people have less children. You're having people having no children. You're having people choose to not have children because of the economics. All right. And when people do have children, guess what's happening? They're having um, they're having only one, maybe two children. When in the past, people had three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You can find out probably 70 years ago, people had 10, 11, 12 children. It was not out of the realm of possibility that a woman can plunk out eight kids. There's families in the past. But now you'd be lucky for her to plunk out one. Because everybody's doing everything late and actually naturally backwards. And why are they doing that? Well, let's investigate. Student loan debt. See, what's happening is they told you to go to school, and as they told you to go to school, because you're going to need these degrees, they increasingly raised the cost of uh, tuition. They raised it so much so that you had to borrow more money. And as you're borrowing more money, now you're not able to repay that. So instead of marrying, instead of settling down, instead of buying a house, you're chipping away at student loan debt for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You're not in an economic position to do that. So you can't live the American dream. You're basically an indentured servant, you're a slave. And so a lot of people are really consumed with this student loan debt with no plan in sight of paying it off. No plan in sight. Now they're coming up with ways for people to get these things paid off. They're going after those for profit universities. So if you got a for profit university student loan, and many times if they got sued, you can get those uh, loans erased because these for-profit universities were doing what the predatory loan lenders were doing to the housing to the housing people. So they were actually swindling you and giving you the equivalent of a high school degree. So people are recognizing that and they're chipping away with that. But if you went to the state university, you asked out more than likely if you don't go work for the government, et cetera. So a lot of people are really bogged down by this and they're what? They're realizing they got a worthless degree out of it. Many people, many people have student loan debt and this goes unspoken about. Many people have student loan debt and they don't have a degree to show for it.
0: And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. A lot
1: of them got de- worthless degrees or they got no degree at all, but they got 20, 30, $40,000 in student loan debt. Okay? So a lot of people got into that boat and then. If you look at it, they're going, damn, I can't even I didn't even improve my jobs position and I have the debt. Okay. now here's the situation here. A lot of people right here, over half of Americans, over half of Americans have less than three months worth of emergency savings. As our guy said a little bit earlier, Avery, he's in the same boat thinking about living under a bridge. All right. So a lot of people are in that boat right now. So I'm setting you up as to why people are giving up on the American dream. Okay. I'm, I'm setting you up. Why are people feeling like, man, the American dream ain't for me. I ain't got no wife, no kids, no dog. Many people do have dogs, uh, and not kids. We talked about that. I ain't got no house. I'm a failure. I barely have a car. I barely have any money. I got $500 in savings. If that, if I'm lucky. And at the same time, they're watching people living lavish. They're watching people living lavish, right? They're watching people get the bling bling. They're watching people on Instagram floss and perpetrate. And not only that, guess what's happening? The great resignation. People have had time to sit back and look and go, well, I don't want to commute anymore. I don't want to sit in my car. I don't want to sit at that cubicle or that, that work desk anymore. I'm tired of that. People are going into what we call the gig economy. Okay, instead of working a structural schedule, you're put, patching one, two or three gigs together with some talent that you have and then you're working probably more hours than you would probably work that if you uh, were attached to a company but you can't no longer trust the corporations. they're not they're not raising your salaries based on your needs anymore. okay so a lot of people are resigning from their jobs. And they're renegotiating what their value is, even the blue chippers. It says the popular phrase refers to the roughly 33 million Americans who have quit their jobs since spring of 2021. You're having them being anti-corporate drone. Anti, you must do this to be successful. So a lot of people are saying, I can't keep up. You have the great resignation right here. Okay. So they're saying a lot more people are going to quit their job because they don't want to be just over broke. And the gas prices, they're going, why would I sit in traffic with them? Gas prices fuming out, okay? So a lot of people, this American dream is no longer a possibility for them. And as such, they are doing what? They're going to do what these people are doing here. Um, If you search up giving up on the American dream, look at the amount of videos within the last year Of a lot of Americans, and I'm seeing a lot of colored Americans, meaning melanated, dark brown, light brown, Hispanic, Latino. I'm seeing women, the so-called minorities. I see a lot of these individuals making the videos who I don't see are whites and Asians. Okay. But if you look, take a look, why I quit the American dream, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Look at this. Black woman, black woman, white, uh, uh, black woman, where we go right here. Black woman, black woman looks like Puerto Rican or a mixed woman, white woman, or looks like an Indian woman. I'm not, I can't, I can't really tell, uh, Hispanic male looks like probably possibly black or Hispanic male, black male. Okay. Here's another black guy right here. So a lot of people in this particular cohort of Americans Felt like they got duped. A lot of the student loan debt is owned by this cohort of people, not Asians and whites in particularly, but black men and women and Latino men and women who were sold the dream of you get a degree, you get a job, you'll catch up to white people. And it didn't happen. Mm. It did not happen. Student loan debt overwhelmingly belongs to these groups of people. These groups of people overwhelmingly are disenfranchised from home ownership. All right. These groups of people are overwhelmingly the individuals that are in uh, savings debt. They're in consumer debt. And so thus, they are the ones putting out the message that the American dream is not for them. Okay, So this guy right here, this brother right here, I want to say he might have followed me at one time. I can't remember, but we're going to listen to his video. But before we listen to his video, I'm going to cover a, a, a couple of points here. I'm want a couple a couple points here as people are giving up the American dream you know what's also happening I want you to watch this I want you to watch this <laughs> as people are becoming poor as people are giving up as become as people are becoming strangled with debt Do you know what happened in the last three years? More people became millionaires during the C-19 pandemic than almost at any point in American history. More than 5 million people, 5 million, became millionaires across the world in 2020, despite economic damage from C-19. Hmm. That's interesting. More people got broke, but more people got rich. <sighs> World, World Order. While more people became, while many, while many poor people became poorer, the number of millionaires increased by 5.2 million to 56 million globally, globally. World, World Order. In 2020 uh, in 2020 more than 1% of adults worldwide were millionaires for the first Time recovering stock markets and soaring housing prices help boost their wealth wealth cre- creation appears to be completely detached from the economic woes of the pandemic, and I've always said this. I said when I go to these shopping malls in these wealthy areas, these people are spending money. When you were ca- talking about taking weeks off of your job and being squeezed out, I'm like, looks like they are these wealthy people don't have no money problems." Okay. here's another proof right here. Ten richest men double their fortunes in pandemic while incomes of ninety nine percent of humanity fall. Hmm. (laughs) New billionaires minted every twenty six hours and inequality as inequality contributes to the death of one person every four seconds. How about this? worldwide world gained 5.2 million 5.2 million millionaires last year. How about this? Nearly 500 people became billionaires during the pandemic. World, world um so as we're talking about this, as we gave you the low points, we're also looking at a group of people here in our country that hit home runs. They were hitting home runs. <laughs> So while you were again becoming poorer, while you're struggling, while you're trying to figure out life, while you sat home for 15 days and it turned to 60 days and it turned to a year. All right. Some people were still winning. And what was going on here? We're going to investigate this. We're going to break it down in the video, but I'm going to do some super chats. Thank you for the contributions early on. All right. Let's see what the brothers are talking about. and The brothers and sisters here. Shout out to Rory in the building. Thank you, sir. Uh, Robert Moreno, I noticed girls on Seeking are much more desperate in the past two days. Gas prices. I Yeah, man, this is going to be, I'm telling you, man, I'm and I'm telling you, if you haven't, be, I'm not even going to promote it. I'm not trying to promote it. But it is basically the, you're looking, it's the looking glass into society of what's happening now. Because a lot of times people don't see this. You don't see the girls selling themselves on the street. You don't see the girls at home struggling. Um, You don't see the girls out here g- jumping on every week. All right, pitching themselves aggressively, pitching themselves. All right, they don't care about height and all of that stuff. They're they're throwing that out the window. All right, and they're going on here, man. Gas prices going up. I gotta sell some piecely, right? <laughs> all right, they're very very aggressive, and it's uh crazy. It's across generations and race. It it is unbelievable. All right, but you can. This is an opportunity for you, or you know, it's a setup as well. Raul says people getting worthless degrees corroborated the argument that people today in general want wins that don't really mean anything but symbolic. Oh, that is actually poetic. So again, I think people, like you're saying, they're not going for what they're interested in. They're being told, Hey, if you follow this path, right. Um, we're going to open the door for you. Follow this path. Here's a, here's a, a here a, here's admissions into low level universities. Let's just call them what they are like a Cal state Fullerton instead of you going to the University of Cal Berkeley, right? It means something. It means something. And they open up the doors and the gates for you. And then they just load you up with student loan debt. And they say, you can do something with these degrees, which many times you cannot. And so you're going for a symbolic victory, as opposed to you're going for something you're generally interested in that you have a passion for, and that you will burn the midnight oil, oil for for five years and reap the rewards. You get falling into the trap of, oh, just do this and maybe you'll be interested in this, invest in it for $40,000 a year. And then when you don't get the results because you just drag your ass to work, you got to sit in your car uh, in the morning to hype your ass up, uh, up to get to work like this woman right here.
0: You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? you want to get starbucks you better work bitch you want to get groceries you want to feed your cats you want to watch netflix
1: you better work bitch see these people right here don't want to do what they're doing they didn't even want to go to school to learn what they were learning and this is why you saw i was going to talk about this this is why you saw this right here remember this the college cheating scandal the college admissions bribery scandal with these uh, celebrities and these rich people paying a lot of money to get their kids into what blue chip universities. Well, the reason they were doing that is because they know that would give their kid an advantage. They were paying sometimes 10 times the, the admission rate to get their kids in a high reputable university so that they can have a chance out here because they know if they let their kid go to Cal state Fullerton, What what's going to happen? Nothing. They knew it. And their reputation as parents in their little circle would go down. Where's your kid going to school? My kid's going to USC. My kid's going to George Washington. Where are your kid's going? Cal State, Northridge. Alright? It would not, it would collapse everything. And so what happened in the end? These people serve very minimal uh, prison sentences. And guess what's happening? Their kids are thriving. They got a little slap on the wrist, and they're back into society like it never happened. Alright? so we're seeing right now as people are giving up and throwing in the towel, people are accelerating in society right now, 5.2 million new millionaires worldwide. There's something going on here and there's what we're going to explore this. So shout out to Raul for that one. Dots token says, he says, uh, where did he go? Oh, More often than not, having a child will stagnate or reduce your social economic status. If you're lower middle class, you'll become upper middle class. If you're lower middle class, you'll become upper lower class. Sorry, sorry, I messed it up because it didn't make sense the way I read it. So he says most often than not, having a child will stagnate or reduce your social economic status. If you're lower middle class, you'll be upper lower class. And he's right. Listen. The first 10 years of raising your kids is the hardest 10 years. You'll catch a break, but then going forward, you actually should be saving for what your kids need to get through the next level. And most people don't do this. This is why most marriages implode when the kids are between 5 and 10 years old. Most marriages absolutely implode, right? because the 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 um the pressures that you're experiencing and the stress <laughs> related to the racism that you're experiencing no because what's happening is they're going to have excessive needs somebody has to take the uh backtrack from work and help the kids so your economic status is going to be ruptured and then if you rupture it further with a divorce or breakup of the family you're basically setting your kids back significantly so he's absolutely right when you have kids it's literally that when you have kids your economic status is going to go down absolutely absolutely unless you saved up and you were already prepared for it most people aren't most people aren't especially if you do it outside of the context of a marriage in a two-parent household um even in a two-parent household you're going to go backwards in the first 10 years of the kid's life All right. Unless there's a miracle that happens, meaning what they said in the American dream, luck. But people don't see it because most people are lemmings. All right. This is why you have them. People call people sheeple. Most people don't see that they're walking into this disaster they don't plan for families and then they be what, what what tends to happen is when this happens they go at each other it's your fault no it's your fault well i got to work well i got to work well you should take care of the kids i should take and everybody strangles each other as if and i think people do this because they believe having relationships and families is natural okay and this is what people believe it's natural, so everything should just be happily ever after. Everything should fall into place, and it's the opposite. You actually have to work, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, work to keep this going. But everybody believes, hey, man meets woman, naturally falls in love, has kids, happily ever after, All Right? And it doesn't happen that way, and then people get, what? what, what, what? It's really, really a bad time. So anyway, thank you for that one. Tori, Tony Johnson, shout out to the coach gang. Coach be literally saving lives out here daily. I be doing it. Yes, indeed, I be doing it. All right, shout out to Simon L. <laughs> hey, shout out to you. Greetings, sir. Thank you. The Tinder the swindler is here. Shout out to you. The Tinder swindler is here. And many times um, when people combine certain stresses in relationships like drug use, like uh, mismanagement of funds, affairs, cheating, uh, trying to party when you don't have money to party, trying to live a lifestyle, you're like outliving your wages. When you combine that with the relationships, uh, struggles of having families and you have somebody that's out there going this way and you're going, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. So a lot of our problems stem from what he's talking about. Setsana says, shout out to the coach, those who don't, want to adapt to this new world will be left out and we're going to explore that new world, new world he says working on my first nft collection gotta get my bag and run you gotta get my bag and run <laughs> yes sir man they, you, i'm we're gonna set it up a lot of people especially black men and women women of any color or nationality uh you guys potentially are are are, are pushing yourself Backward if you opt out now. I, I know I this is a tough conversation because you're not getting what you want. So you're gonna just you're gonna huff and puff. You're gonna just stop working. Guys, when you jump off, you better have a master plan. We're gonna talk about some of the traps that people are gonna get into by saying, I'm gonna opt out. This ain't for me. Some people are gonna win and a lot of people are going to lose. But we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna be fair. Shout out to Derek's Gerard says, get rich or die trying. Quitting, not an option, gang. Free agent, for life. Thank you, coach. Man, if I would have quit long time ago, man, I tell you, man. I don't know, man. Shout out to Raul says, as the great Tyler Durden said, we are the middle children of history. Our Great Depression is our lives. Inter- interesting. Thank you for sharing this. You've been great. You've been on point. All right, you've been on point with your stuff. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's hear what a couple guys have to say. And again, uh, fair use for this one. I'm not criticizing him as an individual. I'm just going to share this video because it's gotten 500,000 views nearly. And uh, take a look at the comment section here. A lot of people in support, uh, and particularly this woman. It looks like a black woman or a Latino woman. Uh, you know, uh, ethnicity and race. You got to distinguish both. Uh, I think she looks Hispanic. Hispanic, non-black, Hispanic black. It says here, this video changed my life. Honestly, I'm in a weird place in life questioning what I really want. And I'm definitely afraid of what others, family members especially might think this video was a sign for me to keep working towards my dream life. Right. A lot of people are getting here. Right. They don't want to live in the suburbs anymore. Right. They're like, I don't want to live in a suburb. I don't want that. License. I don't want this. I don't want that. All right. So I get it. So let's hear what this brother had to say. His name is Timothy Ward. He gave a great explanation of this. And let's kind of break down what he's talking about here.
0: My exercise in this morning here on a little nature trail in Montana. And I remembered that everyone's been asking me to bring the walk and talks back. So I pulled the camera out of the backpack, slapped it on the selfie stick. We're going to walk. We're going to talk. We're going to have a good time. And today we're going to be talking about the American dream. Or more specifically, how I had to like let go of the American dream to really start living my life now.
1: So, so far I'm with him. I'm with him. You have to discover your own path. You have to discover your own path, right? You got to know what you really want out of this life. So I do applaud people who say, you know what? That's not where I wanted to go. I got pushed this direction. All right. My guidance counselor told me to do this. And my family told me to do this. And everybody told me to do this. But this is what I really want to do. So I'm with on board right now. All right. This is good. All right. People should discover
0: who they are. Uh, The earlier you do it, the better. I want to say real quick, I say American dream because I'm from America. Okay, feel free to insert whatever country or region of the world you want to. Wherever you're at, put that in there. But basically what we're talking about is whatever is like the prevailing ideal of how you should live your life in your area. Okay, I know the American dream involves like you know getting good grades and then going to college or university so that you can get a good job and a great career so you're going have you know a two-story house in the suburbs with a big backyard with a golden retriever in it and 3.5 kids and a mercedes and or a bmw
1: all right. So right there, there, he breaks it down. Great, great explanation of the American dream, which is not for everybody. Nope. Not everybody wants these cookie cutter houses. You know what I'm saying? Uh, With this uh plywood, you know, and all this stuff, you know, pl- plywood and nails uh, core board and nails and manicured lawns. You know, some people want to live downtown. Some people want to live in the, in, in, you know, you don't, you don't want to raise kids. You don't want kids. You don't want a dog. Right. Um, and, and, uh, you don't want to go to work. You don't want the husband to go to work with the wife on the robe waving bye-bye. All right? You don't want your wife in the morning uh, putting your kids uh, on the school bus, and she come out in the morning looking like this. All right? She's like, all right, kids, have a nice day. You know, you don't want her going to yoga classes and then getting pounded out by personal trainers. All right? You're like, no, nah, I'm honey. No, nah, son. I don't want none of that, son. <laughs> and so for them, they like, that's no way to live. Right? I get it. I get it. Where are we at here? I got to figure out how to share this without turning it off. All right, here
0: we go. Okay. This is the American dream. And there's nothing wrong with this dream. If that is your dream, cool, go for it. But the thing I've come to realize in life, and it took me a while, it took me well into my thirties to realize is that the American dream is not for all of us. And I realized that the American dream was not for me. All right. So, so far, I think he's taking a good approach to this. He says the American
1: dream is not for him. Uh, a lot of people, other people are saying the American dream is not real or the American dream is fake. Well, I think that's a bad approach because the American dream is totally attainable for a lot of people. Uh, again, I just gave the stats, 5, 2, 5.2 million people worldwide or nation worldwide, and I'm sure a lot of people American-wise have become millionaires. So a lot of people are living this so-called American dream Or choosing to live it, and they're doing it well. Now, he's saying, I don't want it for me, which is a great approach. If you don't want it for you, that's fine. And he's choosing to live, I think he said, Montana or Wyoming, uh, the big sky country. He's choosing to live that, minimalize his life, and not go forward and push this. Now, I'm going to tell you the pitfalls to this. We're going to talk about this is a good strategy. Minimalizing is good. Uh, Downsizing is good. Uh, not living in cookie-cutter houses and suburbs, that's good, all right? But we're going to show you, long-term, how that can kick you in the ass.
0: And in fact, like, like, living my life, a lot of times, unconsciously or subconsciously, living my life in a way trying to, like, get the American dream or acquire the American dream was, like, taking away from my happiness. All
1: right, so, yeah, so um, uh, what, he, what he's talking about here, a lot of people are not happy because of the way they're applying their pursuit to the American dream. A lot of people think they rightly deserve it. And uh, if you have it, you must, you know, had some sort of privilege. Right. And so here again, there's a brother who said, I'm leaving, which I applaud him for this. He left wherever he was from Louisville, Kentucky, if you will, Columbus, Ohio, Tupelo, Mississippi. And he left and he went to Montana or Wyoming. Hey, I applaud him for that because he got out of the community, at least, and he saved himself. All right.
0: And honestly, like I, I realize this in hindsight uh, at the time, I was probably thirty three, thirty four, somewhere in there. I just realized that something was off.
1: Another point, he's an older man. So you would say an older man approaching his 40s, potentially maybe in his 40s. And he's realized this. A lot of men have this epiphany stage at that point, And then they redirect their lives. I did the same thing around the same time. All right. And you have time to redirect your life. That's the time to do it. But once you get into your 40s and 50s, it's going to be a little bit harder for you to do this. And if you can get this done in your early 20s and redirect your life in the right direction, you could change your life for the better.
0: Okay. I found myself coming home from work and like sitting on the computer, watching a lot of videos about minimalism and simple living and things like that. And I I just realized like something was off. I just realized like I I wasn't happy. I was cool. My life was good. You know, Uh, uh, you know, I cannot (laughs) complain about my life at the time, but I just wasn't happy. And I realized over time, especially when I got deeper into like simple living and things like that, and I realized that, you know, life wasn't all about possessions. It wasn't about, you know, acquiring things. It wasn't about getting more money.
1: Some people do this. I don't want to pause. Uh, some people do this when they can't acquire the things that they want it, and then they go backwards, right? So there's two things on this one. Some people acquire the things, and they realize these things don't mean anything. And then some people can't acquire those things. They try to get them, and then when they don't get them, they just say, I don't need them. It's it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword of why people choose to redirect Now, some people get those things and they go, I don't need them, and they minimalize. Some people make this decision because they can't get them. All right, so let's go ahead and keep it going.
0: Life is really about just, like, living with what you need, maybe a little more, and, like, enjoying yourself, being happy. And so I had to figure out, like, what was going to make me happy in this life. And as as easy as that sounds. Let's talk about this happiness thing. (laughs)
1: Listen, I'm not here to really pursue happiness as a, uh, as a means to an end. Happiness is not at the top of my chart. Um, I think, uh, what do you call it? Uh, let me go full screen here. I think people get really, this is where you're going to get trapped. Uh, this is an emotional decision. I don't go with emotional decisions, right? I, I think when people put happiness at, I understand what they're saying. They're comfortable now in doing what they're doing, right? Instead of going, oh, the rat race, the rat race. But happiness is not something that, that that emotion doesn't last. Uh, Just because you minimalize doesn't mean you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy that you're not on the hamster wheel. You're going to be like, damn, I'm glad I'm not doing this. You might find happiness in having less. But if you're saying happiness is at the top of your achievement, then you're losing the big picture of life. I want to give you an example. I want to give you an example. Look at, I mean, I don't want to be racist here. (laughs) Anytime somebody says that, they're about to say something racist. But if you look at Asian people in general, not specifically, do they be looking happy? (laughs) Their culture doesn't train them to be emotional. They kind of go about life doing showing less emotion. That's how they kind of gr- grew up, right? They don't be running around and they actually are very they could be undercover millionaires. You don't even know. They literally be like you like how your day? They be like <laughs> Sometimes they be looking stressed, but that's because they trying to but they be undercover millionaires. And they don't have Lamborghinis all the time. Now, you don't even know. Sometimes they be having Lamborghinis, all right, parked in the garage. But they not, like, be like, they don't be like, hey, I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm happy. I'm happy. They don't be like, I'm happy. And they're actually doing very well in our society, financially. Some of them be deleting themselves. You know what I mean? The guys. But they kind of just be. But I think this happiness is, is an overrated emotion that you're chasing that is going to long term is going to set your ass up is going to set you up for failure now peace of mind like somebody said peace of mind is one thing happiness no see because i know i gotta do this for this generation i gotta do this for these kids i gotta i gotta goals to meet that gotta include a happiness ain't on part on top of it so (laughs) oh my goodness so anyway Um, going back to what I'm saying, I don't know if that was the best example, but chasing happiness is not going to be that's not why you want to jump off. I'm just telling you, that is going to be that's going to set your ass up. All right, so anyway, let's go back on here. Now, you don't want to be deleting yourself in the forest,
0: however, sounds as simple as that sounds. That's a big step that I think a lot of us never get to. Okay, we just spend our life, I think most of us going after these dreams true. you know i was spending most of my life up until my 30s going after like the american dream because that's that's just what everyone told me to do (laughs) you know that's just just what everyone said do okay and as as humans we're you know we're societal creatures um we're social creatures i should say you know we, we like being around other people and we take cues from other people so if your whole life everybody's saying do this you're going to do it.
1: He- so he's describing sheeple. All right. That's what he's describing. People who have, who have no, and they they have, they have an inability to decide what they want out of life. Right. And people have this early on and they continue to do it for a long time. They're pleasing their family members. They're pleasing, uh, trying to please society and so forth and so on. And so sheeple do get caught up in the trap and, um, they can't break away from it. All right. So, you know, a lot of people are sheeples. A lot, a lot of people are deaf, dumb, and blind. And what, what tends to happen is then they blame they blame somebody else for their decision making. I think this is blame. I think it's the <laughs> I'm not happy. All right. I think I think this is uh I think what they're doing is <laughs> blaming someone else for decisions that they made. Now I get it, people do push us to do things, but let's take responsibility of our own lives. Let's teach people to take responsibility of your own life. Stop blaming everybody else for decisions you made, period. And own up to it and then figure out what you want to do. I get it.
0: Even if you throw in some little variations here and there, you're going to do what everyone says to to do. But if it's not making you happy, like it wasn't for me, you have to stop and like ask yourself, what do I want to do? What will make me happy? And the thing is, if you ask yourself this um, and you put in the time, and you take the, you do the self analysis. Okay. Um, and you can get to a point where you can let go of what everybody else is doing. Cause that's part of it too. Yes. You know, if you can ask yourself, what do I want to do? What will make me happy? And then you can deal with the ridicule and, you know, maybe yep. the people talking about you when you go after that stuff, then you can get happy.
1: Okay. So there he's, he's absolutely right. A lot of people can't do that. They can't get to that spot in their life and reset their lives. Like I I literally said, I'm I'm gonna get rid of these, get rid of this. I left careers, I left marriage, I left a lot of things, and I took a lot of ridicule in the first two, three, four, five years. Now I get less ridicule about it because it actually worked out for me on the back end, right? People said, damn, like damn, if you didn't make that decision, I would have rolled myself into hell essentially. So he's right. A lot of people can't do that, but they I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to give up on this and they don't have nowhere to go. They have nowhere to go. I think what people are going to do long term, and I'm going to play a couple more minutes of this video. I know he's probably going to say something profound that I'm going to leave out. This is Timothy Ward. Go subscribe to his channel. Um, I'm not picking him apart. I'm just talking about what the dangers are to this A lot of people are going to drop this American dream. They're going to drop it and then they're going to do what later on. They're going to complain. They're going to kick and scream and cry that it don't work. It didn't work how I wanted it to work or I didn't know what to do. Let's go ahead and go forward a little bit more.
0: But a lot of times people will get to the first step and they'll identify. Oh, okay. I, I would much rather be doing this, but when they start down that path, they can't take the ridicule. They can't deal with the ridicule. True. People start picking on them. People start talking about them. They can't deal with that. So they go back to chasing, you know, this arbitrary dream that isn't making them happy. This is sheeple. He's talking about
1: sheeple, right? So uh, people cannot live and make their own decisions. They're often consumed about what their family's going to think of them. I mean, I've shared my family a long time ago, not in the sense that I don't need them and I don't want them, but I shared their belief system a long time ago. I've been doing what I wanted for myself for a long time. So I re- never really had this problem. But a lot of people do. Uh, this is because their family dominates them. And they think there's some sort of loyalty to all family members uh, to a extent that they're going to be there to protect you. When And many times your family does damage to you by enabling you, by protecting you and sheltering you. Right. And then you'll find that some people live like there'll be two, three, four generations of people living in one house. Now, who wants that? Okay. Who wants two, three, four people living in one house? A generation living in one house. But people do it because you lack direction. It's sad. I don't want to do no shit like that. And I meet people like that. I'm looking at them going, you live at all these people in one house? Grandmama, parents, them, and their children in
0: one house. Mm -hmm. Shit. It's amazing that we will give up happiness in life a lot of times just so we don't have to hear nobody talk about us. That's she that's, that, that's how sensitive we are. That's how sensitive we are in this day and age. We can identify that we really want to be doing this over here. I'm going this way just so I can try to get these those horses back there in the shot. You know, out here. You know, out here, Montana got horses out here. Um, anyway, yes, we will identify that over there might make me happy. But we'll go do this over here because if we go do that, people talk about us. But if you can sit down and do the work and realize what will make me happy, and then actually go go after that, you can get happy.
1: I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That would be a temporary happiness. Again, I, I'm not putting happiness that high on the totem pole. I'm putting. He said peasant poem. As a peon, I'm not putting happiness that high. I want to eat. I want to put gas in my car. I want to be able to go on destinations. You know what I'm saying? That makes me happy, but that might not make other people happy. They they might want to embrace the struggle because the struggle's coming. (laughs) Oh my goodness! I'm just saying, man. I it's not about it's not about material things with this approach. I think what's going to happen is they're going to set other people up because they're going to leave the american dream pursuit but they're gonna want to come back all right this reminds me of this reminds me of and i'm gonna talk about this and do the super chat this reminds me of since i'm a southern california guy i've lived here most of my life but i've lived in six other states i lived in every region of the united states um i've lived everywhere all right um and all of those places that i lived i've left california and i go somewhere else only to find out I missed California because there's a lot of sp- spoiled uh, things that you get in California that you can't replicate other places. You're basically going to say, well, it costs too much to live in California. And then you go to Arizona and then you go to uh, Las Vegas only to find out, shit, I can't bring California with me. There's a reason why these other places are cheaper. And then you get there and you go, shit, I missed the beach, the sun. The weather, the women—I miss the weed. <laughs> you know what I mean. And then you, those those California people that gave up, they can't come back. They can't come back. So some people leave California and say, "Good, good riddance." That's about ten percent of people. Most people go, "Shit, mosquitoes, humidity, tornadoes, floods, fat people." <laughs> They go back and they say, look at all these ugly, fat people. Look at these tornadoes. Look at this gray sky. Where's the sun? Where's the nice weather? Why's all this humidity? Why all these mosquitoes? And then they come trying to run their ass back to California. So this is the same thing that's going to happen to people. They're going to exit stage left, mostly minorities. And then they're going to go pursue happiness. They don't realize Ain't no happiness nowhere. And they're going to try to run their ass back.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> right? They're going to say, hey, shit, let me get back on the American dream. Well, to get back on, you're going to have to start all the way over. You got off. So there's going to be a trap to that. And here I'm going to go through some super chats. And then we're going to literally lay down the long-term consequences of not, of not not uh, of doing this approach based on happiness alone, right? it's, it's more than happiness. I want people to make this decision more. So for, I'm going to put myself in an economic position that benefits me. I want to move to Montana or Wyoming and I want to do this. And I'm going to set up an encampment. We're going to live off the fat of the land. We're going to raise stock. I'm going to, we're going to build a greenhouse on our property. I'm going to be a self-sufficient person because you're still going to work where the hell you're going. I'm letting y'all know, people, there's no giving up on work. There's zero giving up on work. Your ass is going to work double time where you're going. And you better be ready for back-breaking ass work when you get off this American Dream wheel. Back-freaking-breaking work. (laughs) Come on. People think, oh, I ain't got to work no more. She. What? What? You're going to be working sun up, sun down. You're going to be working because now you got whatever you're going to do, you got to sell to 200 people as opposed to 2 million people. And they got to support you and you got to be, everybody going to be in your business. You're not going to get 50 acres, guys. You're going to get a plot. (laughs) You guys got to know this because I know this because I had, uh, let me just say this. My ex-wife was from Wyoming. Okay, so I used to go visit her family who who her her mom and dad were from California originally. And then they said, we don't give up on the American dream. They were hippies. And they moved to a small little city in Wyoming, Uh, a small town. Small. I mean, it was so small. (laughs) I think one of the signs when you enter the town, it said like 50 people in this town. You know what? These people are in their 70s. And they're working their ass off right now. Sun up, sundown. Working their ass off. Okay. They ain't chilling. They ain't happy. Okay. They might be happier to be where they are, but they working their ass off. And they have a plot of land. They have several businesses. They have several businesses. They're always trying to sell the business. Nobody's going to buy it. You got nobody buying the business, bro, because you got to have somebody come and buy the business. That's either new in town or somebody in that town that can buy the business from you. They can't sell it. They can't get rid of it. So what are they doing? They're trying to call back their kids, come back here and and keep our business going. Who wants to go back there? So here's what you got. You got to understand that this is going to be not a solution if you just are a person afraid of working. You're afraid of uh, driving. Hard. You're going to drive harder than you ever driven by going out and leaving and going to Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, and all that stuff. Your ass is about to work. And people don't just don't want to work and they just want to go somewhere and be happy and smoke weed. You're 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 going to be disillusioned and you're going to run back to the city and you're going to realize you got off too early. All right, so let me get on TV Super Chats. All right. I think people are disillusioned. People don't want to work. They're lazy. They're shiftless. There ain't there ain't gonna be no welfare where you're at. There ain't gonna be no welfare where you I mean there will be, but you're gonna be living next to people. Uh, this is another thing people forget. They move to these places and they realize that their neighbors have meth trailers. You know what I'm saying? That's where you're moving to. And these people are people who, who then really gave up and they're on the intent, your year 10 of giving up and they got the reality of what happens when you give up in life. So anyway, Raul, shout out to you. Speaking my mind said, want coach hit the brass monkeys, or you want coach to hit the brass monkey by the beastie boys. I'm gonna sneak that in too. Grant Cutler says, Wyoming, no income tax, M- Montana, no, no sales tax. So there's benefits to living in those areas. Uh, But the con of that is six, seven, eight months, you're going to be cold as a mother sucker. Uh, If you build a business in Wyoming for six months, you might not be able to work that business. Like I said, I know people that live in these areas. One has a landscaping business, and with six months, there's no work. Why? They're 8,000 feet elevation. So imagine the snow they get. They got snow in June. I was in, I was in Wyoming in June, and it snowed, <laughs> okay? This is what you don't understand, brothers, all right? It's real. It's real there. We was there in freaking June, and it snowed. I was like,
0: <laughs>
1: so whatever business you build, it's going to be under the understanding that you're going to be trampling through snow in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. Are you going to do that? Are you going to want to do that? All right. Not a lot of people going to want to do that, but you're going to find out the hard way once you jump off this hamster wheel that that's your reality. All right. Uh, DK Bradley says, family says, keep taking loans and finish bachelor's degree. My friends were hustling, getting high and having kids. He says, nope. Personal training in real estate, F that. All right. So you're doing what you're doing, man. And look, they got to, you got to keep this ish going. All right, um it's the unfortunate thing about life, but life has always required people to work. if you're afraid of work and you're afraid of guys there's people just that don't want to work right uh but you don't understand it whatever you're doing, you're about to work okay you're gonna need some sort of resource in order to barter trade. Whatever it is, if you just want to get off the fiat currency and get off of the, uh, that ain't going to work because wherever your ass go, you're going to have to cut down a tree and, and sell it. You're going to have to have a skill where you're going. Brian Horsley is killing me with these damn super, uh, cash apps, brother. Damn. <laughs> appreciate you, my brother. Another $100. Goodness, Brian. You must have got rich off of my system. I <laughs> appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Over on the cash app. Um, people think their ass is going to be sitting in the trailer somewhere like they're going to do the van life and not work. How are you going to put gas in your van? You're going to need some damn electricity to run through that van. You're going to need to move that van from one boondoggle to the next. Um, It ain't no damn party where you're going. I mean, I just want to let y'all know that. And a lot of people want to jump off the American dream because they don't have a house, a white picket fence, a, ha- a husband and a wife, kids. And they think they're going to live their ass off in the middle of the country. And 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 just, and do what? <laughs> it's harder out there, brothers. Um, Shout out to Raul. Says, don't like how he's saying happy so much. It pushes towards, uh, it pushes today's hedonism problem. And it's not a masculine trait. And so, again, I don't want to tear him down. I respect his video. But happiness, yeah, the happiness thing, I, I know what he's saying. I don't think he's explaining it right. He's saying happiness, but what he's saying probably wants to say is peace of mind. He doesn't want to. And he may be happy in the video, uh, but that doesn't mean you're going to be in that mind state the rest of the time you're there. Are you going to be happy when it's 30 below zero? Hell no, you're not. But you still got to work. Um, you know, happiness is too much. I agree. I don't like the. I don't like that people are saying I want to be happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Man, I think that's bullshit. I think that's bullshit. That's going to set you guys up. If you approach it that way, you better know what you're looking for when you do this. Nate Bitt says, if you're, if you're religious, Bible gives us the purpose of life, fear God and keep his commandments. And this is the whole duty of man. He says nothing about happy. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. For real. Happiness is just that. That's a, I think it's a female emotion and you're going to be disappointed at some point. Jason Webb, appreciate you, brother. Tony Johnson, it's just like George Carlin said, it's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. Love you, coach. And this is true for a lot of people, um, especially people that don't have any direction in our lives. A lot of people will not achieve the American dream um, as it is presented to you, but you can achieve something. But you're not gonna not work, all right? That you're not gonna do, but I love George Carlin. He had a funny, funny stand-up bit about uh the yeah he's had some funny bits all right um ACDC it's not that you're not happy it's that you're drifting yes drifters know what drifting is all right uh, Napoleon Hill explains drifting so these people are drifting that's a great way to put it ACDC so these people are in life drifting and he explained drifting but he explained it as hey these people told me what to do and I drifted my way and I thought the reward was American Dream on the end now. Nah. That's what he explained. Hey, I did it. What everybody said to do. All right. And I did it. And I went, heard my guidance counselor and blah, blah, blah. And I did this. I thought I would be happy, but you were drifting. That's what you were doing. All right. And a lot of people drift deaf, dumb and blind. Absolutely right. Ricky Bobby buying the markets when stuff is crazy. Like this typically pays off. Just wanted to put that out there. All right. And so a lot of people are still missing that boat uh, because they don't want to lose the $500. Again, More, most people don't have $500 in savings, so they're gonna miss opportunities that are open doors now. And they're like, I ain't putting no money in the market, and a lot of people won't. I mean, I'm not telling you to do it, but the people who will and invest long term, when there's a fire, a fire sale, they're gonna benefit. Ace Star, it's like that biblical scripture. Uh, there will be six women begging one man to marry them because once the man gives up, the woman no longer has stability. So yeah, I think these, I think we're seeing that now. And if you don't think uh, six women are begging one man to marry them, just change your definitions of what these terms mean. Marry. Okay. You're thinking biblically, you're thinking biblically, biblically marry, but in the Bible, in the Bible, If you just had intercourse with a woman, you were married to them. So let's go back to what they're talking about. In the Bible, I'm sorry, uh, Isaiah 4 and 1, six women will ask one man to marry them. And what's happening in these streets? What's happening? You're, You're seeing it. Biblically, this is a marriage, right? So six women will ask one man to marry them. You can, decline, you can decline it all you want, but we're seeing this happen right now. You're seeing women going, I'll do what I need to do for you to survive. This is Isaiah 4 and 1 playing out. It's not going to be literally six women married to one man living off the fat of the land, but women are up in these streets by the hundreds. They're out here. And they're biblically marrying men. Six women to one man. Right. You're seeing it biblically. There it is. And so these people don't know they're they're living they're They're already living the prophecy of the Lord, if you will, or it's playing out as it was written in the Bible. Somebody says it's not thousands, if not thousands. I thought you said it is not thousands, if not thousands. Yes, sir. Uh. If, if you're looking online, OnlyFans, um, uh, all of these Instagram models, Insta models flying out or getting women getting flying out by athletes, this is six women are begging one man to marry them. All right. Oh, uh, seeking arrangement, Same thing, sugar daddies. Six women to one man. That's what the ratio is on seeking. It's almost six women to one man. It's literally that. All right. Shout out to Gemini Rider. If you have a worthless degree, learn a new skill online, change career paths, and leverage that degree. They still owe value. Uh, they still owe value to some companies or hold value. Yes. So I have kind of my I've hedged bets. I've hedged my bets with skill and education. I kind of talked about that in that one video. I mean, I have master's degrees. I have a bachelor's degree. I also have a CDL. I also have a, have a real estate license. Um, also have the ability to publicly speak. I've written books. I've kind of just leveraged myself for whatever I need to do in this world. Moron, farms is more work than a job. Most come to the commune, last two to four months, and say we're going back to work. <laughs> All right? This is what we're talking about. And people are moron. Moron. They're not ready for this. I'm telling you, they think they're gonna move off and go to a commune. Shout out to my brother. Um, bro, no, what's his name? Pastor Dowell. All right, Pastor Dowell kind of has this. They kind of left, they became more uh uh living on their own commune, sovereign, but they're out in the country. I tell you, man, city c- city slickers aren't ready for that. And then when he when they go to these places, they gotta do work. There ain't no punching no computer, there ain't no Sith you know, going there and sending off your resume to monster.com. No, you're going to get them hands dirty. You're going to be building. You're going to be chopping. You're going to be hammering nails into wood. <laughs> okay. They last there two months, four months tops, and they come running back. they be like, ah. it's people aren't ready for it. Reality first says, how about the big one earthquake coach? Did, did, did we have one? I didn't feel it. <laughs> Did we have it? <laughs> I was asleep. No, I'm just playing. Uh, what, what, oh, you mean that's why they're leaving California? Well, we've been waiting for the big one for a minute, but we're not supposed to... Hey, if you're in California, you're not supposed to mention that. You know this. I think you're in California. You already know. <laughs> Stop messing with me. Don't be getting me out here, man. All right, California is not supposed to talk about stuff like that. Xerac says, I think the American dream... Dream is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Said another way, the American dream is your ability with whatever you have available to pursue what is meaningful, meaningful to you. Yep. It what's meaningful to you. So it doesn't have to be cookie cutter dreams and households and suburbs and whatnot. It's what's meaningful for you. So a lot of people do want to pull back and say, Well, I'm not going to have the Mercedes and whatnot, but I can have something here. Um, so check out what's happening. This look. A lot of people are now advancing. You're pulling back, and a lot of people are pushing forward. Metaverse real estate sales tops $500 and are projected to double this year. So while you're pulling back, the world's leaving the industrial revolutionary-based employment and education. You're pulling back. People are pushing forward. People are pushing forward with gig economy. People are like, look, I'll keep it going, but I want to do what I want to do. All right? Um, People are pushing forward, and they're investing in the futures instead of the past, all right? So this is happening and everybody's like, well, I just want happiness. Well, like I said, you're going to go to Wyoming and you're going to find, or Montana or in Idaho, Northern Idaho, and you're going to get ran off the the block. (laughs) All right, but do what you got to do. Maryland guy, once the hyperinflation hits and food and shelter becomes prohibitively expensive, there will be multiple families under one roof growing their own food. If they know how, I mean, generations, he means generations, multiple generations. Yes, they're going to have to. People are going to have to do this now. I think that would be a setback for me and my goals if I set my kids up for success and they chose not to do it. And then they ended up having to move in with me and I'm 60 and I got and I'm banging the junior college broads and they put it into that. I'm going to say you effed up. Don't come in here messing up my happiness. Because I'm here at the, I'm going to be pounding out junior college from 50, 60 to 70. (laughs) Brown 310, read more and hit the like button. Appreciate you, brother. Peruvian Heat coach, I'm 30 years old. I have two jobs. I work seven days a week. I make good money. I have a good savings account and my 2021 sports car. He says, I'd rather hustle and work hard to have what I want than being lazy. And that's what I'm doing. Happiness is not on the top of my list. Now, I don't want to be sad. I'm rarely sad. Sometimes I'm drained. Sometimes I'm drained. I don't, I'm never depressed, rarely ever. If I am, you know, um, I figure I could get distracted out of it. Or I can seek some help. Or I can find my way. I'm never really in that mode. I'm never really dissatisfied about life or disappointed. I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm kind of just here, and I'm like, hey, I know this is gonna make me feel more comfortable, but there's never a point where I'm like, I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm just be on my stuff. I be on my stuff. I'll be like, look, uh, let's just say this. I get in my Porsche. I'm neither happy nor sad. I get I go to my house. And I'm comfortable with what I have. I'm neither happy nor sad. I'm, I'm happy I got the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm happy I got the portion. I'm not like, hey, I'm happy. I'm happy, happy, happy. I just get in there. Sometimes I don't even care. Sometimes I just pull it out of the garage and go, go to where I'm going. I'm never going, I got a portion. I'm just be like, I'm go- I got to go where I need to go. You know what I mean? So if you were expecting that type of thing to make you happy, You're wrong. The happiness comes from being able to obtain it. And then I say I was able to obtain it. I felt thrilled. I felt like, am I really doing this? But I'm not happy. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm good. And some things come as a result of that. I think other people are happy for me. And some people are jealous for me. But I find that when I go into doing something like that, I go into that car. I drive it. A lot of people are happy for me. And sometimes I'd be like, man, why they looking? You know what I mean? And some people thumbs up old white dudes be like, I showed that video of a, uh, I pulled up next to a Lamborghini and it was a young black dude. He was like, yeah, man, he was happy for me. And, um, I was happy for him. There was another guy that had this souped up Tesla and he pulled up next to me and it was a young black dude and he had rims and it was had carbon fiber, all of this stuff. And he had it on bags. He could pull it. Push it up and put, and he drove up next to me, happy to see me driving it. And he was like, "Yeah, man, yeah, man, let's get it, let's get it, let's go." So that made him happy <laughs> that he didn't feel alone. So that's what I'm talking about. I wasn't sitting there like, "Yes, I'm totally happy." But then I was driving to my appointment, and he saw me. Yeah, man, yeah. So that's what that's what life's about. It made him happy, so it made me happy. Yeah, brother's eating out yeah. here. He's like, see, we can do it. And I was peaceful with that. I wasn't happy. I was like, wow, that's, that's cool. So anyway, yeah, man. Yeah, man. But you got to think about it. A lot of people are telling you, you can do that as a black man. You can't get it. And then meanwhile, it happens. That's why people are happy. But we go home and you deal with bullshit too. And, and see, People think they're going to get out of being, dealing with bullshit. No, sir. You're not going to get deal with, dealing with bullshit. You're going to deal with bullshit. All right, I'm sorry. It's going to be bad days, sad days, happy days. Kavito says you have to move with definite uh, definiteness. Define, I'm, definitiveness. Sorry, messed it up. You have to move with definitiveness of purpose. You do. All the time. You can't let off of your purpose purpose-driven, all right? Um, I'll give you the story about the young Kaylee. Young Kaylee got in my car, tall, long legs. She got in my car. A lot of girls get in my car. My kids get in my car, and I'll do something, and they'd be like, the one Kaylee was like, I'm so lucky that I met a man. She's 25, in college, in junior college. She's literally in junior college. I'm so lucky that I met a man like you that I can ride in a car like this and be around you. You know, that made her happy. <laughs> so I wasn't happy at the moment, but it made her happy at that moment. Uh, my my son yesterday, um, I was I picked him up from basketball practice and I'm driving down the street and then I, you know, I gassed it. I saw a yellow light, gassed it. And he was like, oh, man, that's my favorite part. When I do stuff like that, that made him happy. That made him happy. Somebody said 25 and still in college. Shit, that's young. Uh, People be 34 years old still in college. (laughs) Go to a junior college now. People really trying to really set up their lives. All right, starting over. Adrian Paul TV, let's go. My dream, not the American dream. Free agent for life. Exactly. Adrian Paul said my dream, not the American dream. Yes. Ricky Webster says happiness is a fleeting emotion. The goal is to attain satisfaction and fulfillment." and as usual, French toast props do. That's what I I like that satisfaction and fulfillment. I'm fulfilled that other people are fulfilled based on what I did. Remember I told you that story. I used to get happy when my kids would eat as a result of what I did. Now that made me satisfied and fulfilled. It wasn't happiness. It was satisfaction. Like I would see my kids eating and going, damn, I put food on the table for them. I know it's a small thing, but when people eat on account of you, you're just like, yeah. Or when I'm able to support people and hire them to do editing jobs and hire them to do timestamps and hire them to clean my house and I'm able to hire people to come wash my cars, that 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 right there, I like that. That's fulfillment. That's like, yeah. That's what I'm chasing. Shout out to Mr. Nonchalant, co-sponsoring. He says generations under the same roof can be normal in some cultures for sure. However, Western society is an individualistic culture, me, myself, and I, whereas other cultures are more collaborative, collectivist, we and us. It's honestly no surprise many lack direction. So that that is true too. But I And sometimes though these people, sometimes they can make it work together in one house. I couldn't live like that. But some people do it culturally, especially, you know, when the women will do it. But I think sometimes then those people like women that live like that, they'll try to hop out and then live under your roof and then eventually make you think like that. Like, it's, let's say you got a woman from that culture and then she you make a with her. Then she'd be like, oh, my brother wants wants to live with us. And my brother needs some support and let him live. And then my parents are getting on. Let them live with me. And I'm like, hell no, they ain't living with me. What do you mean? This is what we do. This is what people do. I don't do it. No, I I don't want to live like that. And I work every day, so I don't have to live like that. Somebody has a channel, Success Over Happiness, and he got deleted. I don't know what happened, but I like the channel name. I don't want to live like that. You can live like that with your culture, but that ain't me. All right? I'm not doing that bullshit. And don't guilt me into it. Saying that well, my culture does it, and that's how we do it, and we're happy, and every family matters. No, hell no, bro, not me. Them people ain't bringing that bullshit in my life because it's it's gonna penalize me. All right, I didn't work that hard for that. And do me a favor, hit the like button. Somebody says, "Coach, wealth is your birthright." I, if that's the case, that's the case. Uh, um, pursuit of happiness, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what I'm on. Sebastian says, can we get a 24-hour cam in the coach's house of hedonism after your kids move out? Pause. It might be a thing, brother, by then. A lot of people, I might be on OnlyFans by then. (laughs) All right, living the life. All right. Feet everywhere. Terrence Blackstock. Blackstock says, I'm at work right now and getting chased by four alligators. I'm just happy to be alive today what do you do, brother? Getting chased by four alligators? I don't know if that's metaphorically or literally all right, man, but uh, yeah, if you out there getting chased by alligators, hey, at least you got a job. I am for sure, man. uh conversational corner says direct deposits make me happy. seeing my money grow makes me happy. Residuals from my books makes me happy. Left the hood. This makes me happy. I'm happy as hell, Coach. Can we shuffle 100? And so you bring up a good point, and then we'll kind of. I can do some shuffling too. Look oh, out, man! What, what you going to do? Look boys! it's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Um, we'll kind of get ready. What I was going to say was, a lot of people will make you give up on your dream and say, "Help every come back and help us." And they put every roadblock in place to prevent you or they never they never helped you get to where you needed to go uh, in advance. And then they want to pull you back. I don't think I think the worst thing you can do is pull somebody back. That's accelerating. And and one more thing on that one. When a person's moving forward in life, just because they're in a better position in you doesn't mean that they're done moving forward. OK, so I, I get that a lot. Oh, OK, you're doing well. You're in a position to help me. Uh, you're in a position to let me move in for six months while I get ready. No, I'm not. No, I'm still growing. And if you move me in, I think uh, people misunderstand. uh they underestimate the fact that you cannot grow with too many weeds under one roof. You know what I mean? Like I can't grow with you here. I can't take my mom in and then have my kids here and my brother and my sisters just because I'm growing and you say, well, you're you're in a better spot. But I'm still growing, though. I can't help you yet. This is why philanthropists don't become philanthropists until they're done earning money. But when they're earning and they're earning their way, they're still competitively going out there grinding. And now right before they're going to die, the last decade of their life, they start then helping people. Because I'll be able to help you better once I'm done growing. But I can't bring your ass up as dead weight. And then when you come in, and this is what I really hate. When they want me to help them, but they don't help what I'm doing. They're like, let me move in. But then they want to go work their job. I'm like, wait, you're going to move in under my space. Make pay less rent and complain every time you use up my toilet paper. And then you're going to go work for another person. Hell no. See, you're going to go work for me. You're working for me. You're not working for somebody else keeping your little money and then paying me so why you can get on your feet. Oh, hell no. See, I have businesses. I have, I have bigger ideas that I would love for, for people to help me. But you're going to come in. This is the same thing as marriage. You're going to come in, make me sweep you off your feet, support you, do all of these things, let me be your security, and then you go out and work for another man. Oh, hell no. Mm. And work for another business. See, no, that doesn't make sense to me at all. I have plenty of businesses that could use some attention, tender loving care. All right. So why don't you come in and help me do that? Now, I ain't helping you do that. That ain't going to work. I ain't going to do that. Okay, get the out of my. See, this is the whole community idea. Help me, but I'ma go out there and shake my ass. Help me, but I'm gonna go out there and not play the game. Help me, but I'm gonna watch you do it and I'm gonna hate on you until you're doing it. And then you're gonna wanna come, you need to come back and help me. Uh, I have a problem with people, and a lot of these people are the ones giving up. My man Terrence Blackstock says, I'm in Myrtle B South Kakalaky is definitely different from Brooklyn, New York's NYPD. So my man's in South Carolina. All right, chasing Gaties, gators out there, alligators, the alligators. Coach Junior, what up, coach? Don't buy crypto. Bill got passed in November of 2021. That's, that's starting to regulate on crypto, reporting to the IRS, et cetera, so banks can make their own crypto. So yeah, I noticed people talking about that lately. I don't know a lot about it, but people are out there talking about that so do your due diligence that's token plus uh people confuse their timelines for your own uh for your with your own personal timeline no you can't come to my house no we can't hang out i'm working i'm busy i'm still growing unless you're gonna help me do what i'm doing i can't help you and that's just the way it is I know I could help you. I do have a spare bedroom, but it's not for your usage. I'd rather rent it out to someone that can give me money back to my mortgage as opposed to help you right now because I'm still growing. Okay? Speaking of my mind, says Coach Family becomes the Waltons (laughs) living off the fat of the land. All right, let me do this. I got a couple more minutes. Uh, what were we looking at here? Hold on. Before I share the screen, let me figure out what I'm doing here. Did I get it all? Get it all, baby. Get it all. All right. So I think I might've gotten it all and covered it uh, right now. So, oh, 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 this is the traps. That's what I meant to cover, the traps. So let's talk about the traps of people that give up. We already talked about it. We already talked about it. A lot of people are going to give up and they're going to want to go come back. They want to give up and they want to come back. Oh, shit. All right. Damn. I went to Montana and it's too damn cold. Hell no. A lot of y'all not prepared for these climate changes. All right. I left California. It's too damn hot over here. I'm going back to Cali. And then you're going to come back and then you're going to want to get back on the rat race. However, you're going to set yourself back decades if you fail to live off the fat of the land. See, when you get over there, a moron was talking about that. You can't keep this same energy when you get to where you need to go. You think you're going to be chilling. But you're going to move next to a meth lab. Your neighbor's going to be all in your business. You're going to have to work double. You're going to have to work with your hands, most likely. You're going to have to learn how to run a backhoe. You're going to have to learn how to do these things. You're going to have to learn how to fish. Uh, Your supply chain is going to be severely disrupted in these small towns. Um, Things that cost little where you're from cost a lot where where you're going. Okay, so you're thinking you're going to move to Montana. Oh, everything's going to be cheap. Land's going to be cheap or whatnot. Uh, No. It costs a lot more to get things to Montana or Wyoming than it does to get it to a port city. Okay, so you're gonna be like, damn, why steak $30? Well, yeah, that's what it is. Or you gotta know somebody that has a slaughterhouse or somewhere that they they cut up steak and you can buy a side of beef. But you gotta realize you're gonna earn less money, so you ain't buying a side of beef, all right? (laughs) Uh, You gotta understand infrastructure. You gotta understand infrastructure. All right, uh, where you're going, the roads are not going to get filled by potholes. Uh, the potholes ain't going to get filled by the, the community. You're going to have to go to the community meeting. Why ain't filling these potholes? They're going to be like, shut your ass up. <laughs> you're be like, get your ass out of here, you you newbie. All right, you city slicker, you towner. All right, get out of here. Don't come in here telling us what to do. Well, in New York, we used to do it like this. They're going to be like, if you mention New York one more time, we're going to kick your ass. All right, and we ain't going to... um. And we ain't going to plow your snow to get clear your driveway. All right? Shut up. <laughs> Don't come in here with your big city ideas. All right? When you have to throw your poop in the river. When you have to fish out of that same river, you put your poop in. All right? Come on, bro. You better get ready. When your apartment complex's walls are very thin because you're going to move to an apartment complex, them walls going to be thin as hell. You're going to be like, oh, can you put some more insulation in here? Can you turn the heat up? Nope, the heat caught too much. All right. It's you better learn how to live live uh wearing uh, ski ski suit pajamas. All right. But people are trying to move to these small towns and they're gonna find out real really quickly that these small towns don't operate like big towns. So you're gonna do this. You're gonna try to understand, you, you better understand how to lay down a pavement. You better understand how to do all of these things. Plow your own snow. Build your own uh, swings. All right. Learn how to cultivate. Learn how to grow your own food. Learn how to build a business with less people that are going to be your, your consumers. Uh, people are not ready for this. People are not ready for this. Um, it's it's true. You're going to have to learn how to get water from a well. Not a well, but a well. And the well sometimes runs dry. What you going to do? It's real, brothers. It's, it's real out here in the field. So a lot of people are going to get up with these traps thinking that it'll be better for me to have less. But to have less, you're going to have to work more for that less. And they're going to get out there not knowing how to grow food, thinking that they're going to sit around partying all day, sitting by a campfire. Uh, campfire season is but for two or three months. You're going to be working, working, working. All right. Um, you're going to go to the country store and you all got like you got some knowledge in here. Nope, we got three, we got M&M's and Skittles. There ain't no 7-Eleven open all day and all night. The come and go closes at 6. And it ain't open on Sundays. Hey, y'all need to open this up, man. I need, you gonna run out of milk. You're gonna have to plan how to get your damn resources. Because the country store, you're gonna be like, hey, uh, knock it outside. Why the country store close at 6 o'clock? Because I gotta go home. I gotta eat dinner. (laughs) I'm telling you, I've lived in these, I've I've not lived, I've been to these towns. I've been to these little areas that everybody thinks they're going to run to for happiness. And the shit ain't that happy, bro. (laughs) It is more, it is more or less a lifestyle. You're going to, and you're going to work. I'm just letting y'all know. You're going to work. Somebody, do you think Amazon Prime coming through your spot? Mm. Amazon Prime ain't coming to your spot like that. What about internet? Internet, forget about uploading and downloading, bro. You're gonna upload, let me upload something real quick. It'll take about 10 minutes. Mm. Just downloading a YouTube video, you can be like, damn. You ain't gonna sit around watching YouTube. Cause it's gonna take so much too much damn effort to even get a bandwidth up in that mug. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, damn. The video keep pausing. Let me watch Coach Greg Adams' live stream. Nope. You ain't gonna do that shit. Cause you're gonna be working. Number one. Number two, it's gonna take too much damn effort to get that damn thing in there. You're gonna need Starlink from uh uh um Amazon, and it's you're on a waiting list to get Starlink for a year. You're on waiting list to get Starlink. So, guys, you guys gotta understand, it's gonna be you gotta wait a year to get on Starlink. Something like that. You got to get on the waiting list. So people got to understand, it ain't better where you're going. It's just a different lifestyle. And if you're not ready for it, yeah, cell phone, hey, when I, the little places I used to go in Wyoming, there was no cell phone reception. We used to have to tell people, hey, we're going to Wyoming. You're not going to be able to reach us. You can't check your voicemail or nothing. You have to call your voicemail from another phone. There's no signal. There's no signal. There's no signal. There ain't a half a signal. They ain't even a half a bar. You're looking at it like shit. No signal. You got to get uh, one of them uh, pay phones over there, prepaid phones, and you have to connect it to their cell phone service, whatever that cheap-ass service is, is. So people don't realize this. Oh, I'm going to just move out here and go here. Shit. All right. You better be ready. There ain't no roaming. You ain't. You got zero signal. You can't even call up into that mug.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. Anyway, uh, let me do the rest of the Super Chats. Where are we at here? Uh, Ryan D, Coach, which is the membership that you're talking about on Seeking. Keep up the great work. Uh, just, just the highest level. Highest level investment, highest level of return. That's all I'll say to that. But go into the membership thing, and I cover it in detail. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> He says, say, the South is third world. I'm not saying it's third world. I'm just saying the conveniences you have that you're giving up, that you think you're going to run out here, that a lot of people aren't talking about, you're going to go out there, and those conveniences are gone. They're gone. All of these things that you think is normal is not normal. And you're going to be like, yo. Um, But here we go. Anyway, DGC more the American dream has been dead for the unskilled segment of the labor market, but by default uh, all of us will be affected lower living standards. And I think combined a lot of people I think people went too much like again like um like many people grew up in a small ranch house with three bedrooms and eight kids. But then we went overboard and said Big mansions with with fifteen 20 feet high ceilings um big houses for no reason four thousand square feet uh six bedrooms, two kids <laughs> you know what I mean it, it it went to where now you look at a ranch house and you'd be like, hell no I ain't buying that it gotta be two stories and five bedrooms two kids everybody gets their own kid, uh, own room you got a big ass loft. You know what I mean? Like, I think people went overboard, and now people have to scale down from having excess, big ass SUVs for no reason. You got an SUV and you're by yourself, so I think people went overboard on what the American dream was, and now they're trying to scale back to reality. And reality don't look good. You know, it looks like you're achieving less. I'm gonna scale back to what people used to live in. Yeah. (laughs) this is how people used to live right here in your scale backness. I got to be out of here in five. D. Cole says, what's up, blue chips? To to my kids and friends that will listen, want to struggle or continue the BS, then I'm out. Hit me with the running cartoon. (laughs) Want to struggle or continue the BS? It's either way. All right, go back to the Ponderosa, right? Moron says it takes two to three years to establish a farm. Like, right, reap what you sow. He says, so for three years, you need need other work. Uh, but there is no other work. You have to be ready for before shit hits the fan. So to establish this life, you need two to three years. But in two to three years, do you have the money to support yourself while you're building your, cultivating your plot of land and mowing your lawn? You don't have that. You probably don't have that. Raul says, Coach, I almost forgot to say Governor Gretchen Whitmer was in my town yesterday making guacamole in a taco shop. Them dims down bad. Yep. They can't sit back and make y'all sit at home and fire off uh mandates. So they're having to get out here and make y'all forget about all the damage they did. All right.
0: Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> te-
1: you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Ricky Webster. Give me my own. Per- give me your own personal take of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Well, to To people in Alabama, it's a big city, but it's not to the rest of the United States. If you grow up in a big city, it's a small town. So there's a lot of city towns in our country that people say, Hey, we in a big city, but 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 if a big city person came, you in a small town still. It's a town. It's not a city, it's a town of Birmingham, sleepy ass Birmingham. No, anyway. But it is what it is, it's America. It's America, but people have kind of moved on from those things, but it is what it is. All right. I kind of mentioned Birmingham a lot. I think one of our favorite. I'm not going to rat him out, but I think he's from that area. I've been there a couple of times. I haven't been there too, too much, but I have been there a couple of times. Justin Gonzalez last night, I read on Quora a post that says we don't have, wait, why don't we pair up all the female incels with the male incels? And I said, like, we haven't thought of that, about that already. Um, no, that's not gonna happen. I think if it's if it's a female incel, she'll have enough male incels. she she can take on four male incels. Right? And so that's only gonna build a polyamorous farm. <laughs> all right, Das Token says ATL is pretty textbook, third world in many places. It is ATL, people get Atlanta all mixed up. Atlanta is not really the Atlanta you know today. That is a new Atlanta. He says, Beat Ham is a town, but Homewood and Hoover are okay. And those are the suburbs, right? Hoover is a suburb, if I'm not mistaken. They got that good high school football team over there. Uh, but um, uh, most of it is just a town. Um, and, and Atlanta, outside, I mean, man, I used to go to Atlanta in the 80s, bro. Early 80s. That was a country. It was country as hell. When I used to go, by mid-90s, it was a city. And they got the Olympics, and they got they built the city infrastructure around it, and then a lot of people called it the Black Mecca, and so they start migrating there, and a lot of people started being a rest haven for debauchery, freaknik, uh, skittles lifestyle. People came from all over uh, and, and, and and infiltrated and lived in the city areas and try to make it a city, and it's it was a country ass town for a long time. I mean, backwoods country. Uh, And I got to get out of here. I would love to continue on this one. The Jedi says, just like you predicted, all the brothers are bringing in women and talking about each other. He says, so all this time supporting brothers for our own platform just to give it to women and talk about each other. He says, the only one left is coach. I I agree. I don't know, man. I'm not saying I'm the only one. But I did predict a lot of content creators will start shifting this content and trying to either bring women in as viewers or use women for viewership, or they will start to pander to women and say, Hey, we got all this information. Let's get the women, right. And sure. They're going to make some dollars, but I think that the whole thing wasn't for that. And then what the adverse effects of that is now, then men are running out of content. They're either trying to transfer their content into talking about women, uh, bringing women on to talk to them. And then also trying to put down other men. So there's now more backbiting competition and jealousy instead of men just being like, look, let's keep. people want me to change the subject for a long time. And then when someone does a diss video on me, they want me to go in on them. I'm not here for that. I ain't going in. yo, y'all can do all the diss videos on me so I can mention your name and your struggle channel on my big platform to benefit you. But I'm never going to respond to you because it's not why I'm here. If I start doing that, I'm going to leave YouTube. If I start doing that, I'm going to leave YouTube. So I'm not going to, I will, I will leave YouTube before I ever get into backbiting conversation with jealous men or men that think they know better than me. I'm not here for that. Just get it straight. And I'm not here to push this information onto women to make them, to correct them. It's not going to happen, gentlemen. We're far away from that. That's not my purpose. My here, my purpose is always to get this information for men to prepare them. That's the only reason I'm here. And that will be the only reason I'm here. Period. Point blank. And we out of here, brothers. Enjoy you. We'll see you in the afternoon. Peace.